Thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Suzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? In last week's episode, one of my teachable tips was don't let your self-worth be determined by your net worth. And I want to focus on that statement and explain in more detail what I mean by self-worth. I want you to value yourself based on who you are rather than on what you own. Now, the trick here is in figuring out who you are because we receive so many messages from our society about who we should be. And we hold all these limiting beliefs around what it takes to be happy. And we don't actually usually invest the time in getting to know ourselves. We're too busy ticking off all the boxes and hitting all these major milestones. So today, I want you to spend time really getting to know who you are. And I don't just mean the reflection that you see in the mirror every morning or the clothes that you choose to put on each day. I want you to know what's going on on the inside. What makes you tick? What frustrates you? What is your personality DNA? So here's what you're going to learn today. In our first segment, I'm going to explain why it is so important to know who you are, and I'm going to give you two really fun ways to figure this out. In our second segment, I talk about how to apply this in a group environment and teach you how to create an environment of safety and trust. In our third segment, you'll learn how this will help you as an entrepreneur, and I'll reveal my top tool to get others to be authentic in a group environment. And then in our fourth segment, you're going to learn how to socialize your values, and I'm going to challenge you to do something really important. If you're feeling brave, I want you to accept. This is going to be a true testament to see how serious you really are about growing you so that you can grow your business. But first, I want to start with a story. So a couple of weeks ago, I went with my friend Becca to see the movie Brooklyn. And it was so good. Definitely highly recommend it. It was something that we could both relate to because we both spent time living away from home. And two things really stuck out to me about this movie. First, it was about how simple life used to be. And secondly, it was just a really good love story. And I feel like these days we make everything in our life so complicated. Even love is way more complicated than it needs to be. But I have a love story for you that's going to blow the movie Brooklyn out of the water. It's so uncanny that you won't even believe it, but it's true. It's a love story that combines courage and the power of intention. It's a story about speaking your truth, creating your reality, and it's a great reminder that the universe always rewards bravery. So, a few years ago, I used to run these evening and weekend leadership courses here in Toronto, and I designed them to be for my clients, for my students, and for other people who really wanted to get a better understanding of who they are. 
It was a great experience and I learned so much, but sadly they were really time consuming to be able to offer those in addition to my coaching work. So I had to stop running them. But I'm really glad that I did because I developed great content for my participants and they also taught me a thing or two along the way. And I'm actually working on taking all this great leadership content and turning it into a retreat for November so that anybody from anywhere can join in. But during one of these courses, I had a participant do something so intense and courageous that it blew my mind. Now I have an exercise that we do and it's a values exercise. And we go through a bunch of different steps to determine what your five core values are. And then we create a value story that can be used to socialize who you are to others. Now I know some of you are smiling right now because you've done this exercise with me and you know how powerful it is. And you can likely list off the top of your head what your five core values are, can't you? It is hands down one of my most favorite exercises to do. It is so impactful, it's visceral to see someone stand at the front of the room and announce what their core values are. And it's so impactful not only for them to be seen, but for everyone else all around them who's shaking their head yes and thinking, oh yeah, that is exactly who you are. So to help people out, I provide a list of a bunch of different values that they can choose from. And I ask people to go through and cross off the values that aren't important to them and then circle the values that are really important to them. And the list of values that I have is pretty lengthy, but it's not comprehensive. And you don't have to pick from the list. If a student comes up with a good value that isn't on the list, you know, we can always add it in for future reference. So after we go through all the steps of the exercise, I invite everyone to reintroduce themselves to the group using their five core values and explain how each of them is important. So one of the participants, let's call him John, stood up in the front of the room to present his five core values. And he said, my first core value actually wasn't on the list, but it's one that's really important to me and I think we should add it on. And I said, absolutely, what was it? And he said, my first core value is love. And the room was completely frozen as he told us how important love was in his life and with his family and how much he admired his parents for their amazing relationship and how he really felt lonely because he wanted to be in a relationship with someone special. It felt like such a sacred moment to see him express this really brave intention to the room. I was frozen in that moment until right on cue, my saboteur chimed in to say, what the heck is wrong with you, Julie? How could you not have love on the list? Honestly, it's such an obvious value. Right on track, there was my saboteur trying to ruin this sacred moment and tell me that I was inadequate. Stepping over the entire fact that I was actually the person responsible for creating this whole moment and exercise in the first place, but I digress. The story doesn't end there though. Oh no, it gets better. Because after this leadership course, I started to see John on Facebook with this really cute girl and a really big grin, looking really happy. And it started to be more and more frequent pictures of him with this girl and less pictures of him with his buddies on drinking escapades. 
And we kept in touch after the course, but he never really brought it up. And, you know, I, I got busy and I never really asked him. And then about a year after the course, I saw him post a picture of him and this girl as they were out to celebrate their one year anniversary. And I smiled because I had remembered how brave he was to stand up and claim love as a value. And then I thought, huh, that's really interesting because I think that was around the same time that he came to our leadership course. So I looked up the date and yes, it was. Are you ready? It was exactly one year and six days to the date that he stood up and he claimed his core value of love. And it was in that moment when love became his reality. Now there are two really fun ways to get a strong understanding of who you are. First is to look at your peak experiences. And second is to define your values. Let's look at the first one, peak experiences. And you may have many of them throughout your life. Think of these as defining moments of happiness. A peak experience is a time in your life when you are really happy, really present, and really fulfilled. Do you want to take a minute and do this right now? Let's have a look at yours. I want you to take a deep breath. And then as you exhale really slowly, I want you to think about a time in your life at any age when you were really happy. Can you think of a time? Don't think too hard, just go with the first thing that pops into your head. Any example will do. Now when you think of this time, where are you? What was going on? What kinds of things were you doing? Were you alone or were you with others? Who were they? What did you feel? What was present and what wasn't present? What is really significant about this time? And you likely have a few key learnings from this exercise, so go ahead and jot them down. And when we go deep into these peak experiences, it really gives us a glimpse of who we are when we were feeling happy. Now the second great way to figure out who you are is to determine what your core values are. So why are values important? Well, they do a couple really important things. First, knowing your values will help you make decisions more quickly. Because when you're clear on what will and what won't make you happy, or when you're in the dip and you're feeling frustrated, you're able to look at the situation and troubleshoot what is really causing you to feel stuck. And then you can focus on how to change it. So values really are empowering and they teach you greater self-awareness. Number two, knowing your values also helps you understand why you get along with certain people so well and why spending time with them is easy and effortless. It is more than just having common interests. It's about having common values because when you have common values with someone, that's what allows you to connect and really create intimacy with people. And don't freak out when I use the word intimacy. It's not a code word for sex. When I use the word intimacy, I'm talking about a deep, meaningful connection, an authentic and real connection, one that feeds your soul and makes you feel fulfilled. And third, 
The third way that values are important is that they help you understand why you have conflict with certain people. Why are some people so easy to push your buttons? Or why do certain situations frustrate you? It's usually because people have different values than you do and their actions are stepping on your values. And this causes you to feel frustrated because you might feel disrespected or you might feel undervalued. And the other really great advantage here is that knowing your core values is more than just self-awareness. It ends up being a really valuable tool to explain how you feel to someone. It gives you language to help explain to people why something really bothers you. So instead of being really ticked off about something and saying, hey, don't ever do that again, you can actually use your values as an access point to start the discussion. And I guarantee you, if you always explain why something frustrates you to someone and you give them context before asking them to never do it again, they will respect what you want so much more. So let's circle back to my story about John. Now he took the time to define his five core values and really get clear about what was important to him. When he did this, he noticed that he wasn't fulfilling his number one value. So he stepped up and he staked a claim about what he wanted. And as soon as he did, quite literally within six days, he got exactly what he asked for. Let's talk about knowing who you are when you're working within a group. Personally, I don't believe that facilitating meetings is rocket science. All you have to do is one critical thing when you kick off a meeting or a session. And if you do this one critical thing at the very start, then you will be sure to get incredible results from your workshop or your meeting. So how do you create safety and trust? Well, you do it in these two key ways. First, you need to get people to open up and say who they are. And second, you need to be courageous. And you need to model the behavior that you want from people. Let's look at each of those first. Getting everyone to open up and say who they are. Now, we've talked a lot about the importance of authenticity. Being authentic and present is important when you're building a conscious business. And when you create an environment where you are present, then you will get so much more out of your meeting. More creativity, more connection, and more importantly, less ego. There's nothing worse than holding a meeting where you can tell that people are judging and comparing themselves to others, or filtering their opinions, or worse yet, trying to speak up and share ideas just for the sake of sharing ideas. So if you can get people to be authentic right away, then you'll get the best results. And in the next segment, I'm going to share an awesome tool that I use that will guarantee people to be authentic when they're working in a group. Now, the second way to create safety and trust in a meeting is to model the behavior that you want from people. Now, I always say that as a facilitator, a teacher, or a leader, you should never ask people to do something that you wouldn't be prepared to do yourself. Because A, it's not very authentic, and B, you are a teacher. That's the whole point. You have to step up and show them what you want. You have to go to that destination that's way out of your comfort zone and show them how it's done. So let me explain what I mean by using a personal example. 
So I love incorporating a little improv into some of the teamwork I do because, you know, it's a lot of fun and it's a really great way to get people out of their comfort zone, to really expand their range. And the majority of people, they dive right in and they love it. But some people, they resist just a little bit or they hold back. And when I see people holding back, well, that's a great opportunity for me to practice tough love. I know that they're going to regret it later on. So I always give them the opportunity to have a do-over. And to date, no one has ever turned me down. Once I had someone in a scenario acting out um, an archetype of a superhero, and he did really good the first time around, but I sensed that he had way more inside of him that he was holding back. So he agreed to try it again. So I jumped in and I modeled a scenario of what he could do the next time he went through and played that role, how he could get into it a little bit more. And we also had the rest of the group get involved and help play characters in the scene we were acting out. And that was really cool because that helped him to feel really safe. And do you know what? He knocked it out of the park. He showed up 10 times bigger and stronger than he did the first time. I mean, the look on his face was just amazement to see what he was actually capable of and how good that felt. And I love witnessing this. I love my job. And I think it had a really big impact on everyone else in the room because sometimes we make judgments about what someone's capacity is, what their range or their ability is. And I think sometimes we pigeonhole people and we place limitations on what we think they can do rather than putting our energy into holding space for them to show us what they're capable of doing. Now, in this moment when I was modeling the scene for him, I didn't think about what I would look like. I didn't think about what people would think of me. I just leapt around the room as much as I could to role play. And sure, it was a little bit crazy, you know, even for me. But all I knew was that the bigger I showed up, the bigger he would show up. And that is honestly the best gift that you can give to your participants. Stay in your heart at all times and don't let your ego run the show. Remember, the most powerful tool that you have as a facilitator is to model the behavior that you want. So let's talk about how knowing who you are helps you be a better entrepreneur. Knowing your values and having a strong sense of self will help you make better business decisions. You see, quite often when we're in a group setting with new people, we introduce ourselves by telling others what we do. We'll say, this is where I work. This is the type of work I do. This is where I live. This is my marital status. Sometimes we even talk about our children or our fur babies. I mean, that's usually how it goes, right? But the problem with this is, is it doesn't tell people who we are. It tells them what we do or where you live or your marital status or the number of real or fur babies you have. And those things aren't who you are. Those are definitely choices that you've made to fulfill who you are. Now, the problem with letting people give a big old laundry list of things is that it evokes our ego. Because when we name things off like this and we talk about our status, our ego is in pure bliss and it goes right to its favorite activities, comparing and judging. And as every person is introducing themselves, 
your ego gets out that little old golf pencil and it starts keeping track of what everybody else does and how do you measure up and are they better than you? Do you make more money than them? Do they seem happier than you? And when your ego's running the show, there's no room for you to really get to know others. We just spend the whole time thinking, comparing, judging, judging others, judging ourselves. So I've developed a tool called Authentic Introductions. So you can't introduce yourself to the group using titles. You can't explain what kind of work you do, who your clients are, what your business is. You can't talk about your marital status, where you live, or your fur babies. Instead, I have two or three questions that really cause people to take the time and dig deep into who they are and share information that will help others get to know them at that deeper level. Now, depending on the content of the workshop, I always tailor questions that are relevant. So here's a set of questions that I've used in a work-life balance workshop. Question number one, name three things that are important to you about your work. Question two, what is your biggest fear about your career path? And question three, what do you want from this workshop? So we go through these questions and as people answer, there's instantly an intimacy that's created. People are bringing forth details about who they are and they listen intently to what others are saying. And then, because I'm incessantly curious and a good coach who wants people to learn not only from the tool that we use, but also to be conscious and learn why and how the tool works, I always debrief the exercise at the end by asking these questions. One, was this different than doing a typical introduction? Two, was it harder or easier? Three, did it create intimacy? And four, are you judging less or more than usual since you don't know people's jobs or titles? And this is usually the start of a very good discussion and the majority of time people do agree that it creates more intimacy. Only once I've ever had someone say that they were still curious about people's jobs. And I actually know her quite well. And I know that it doesn't come from a place of ego. She's very heart-centered and passionate about finding ways to help people. So there you have it. An incredible tool I invite you to use called Authentic Introductions. In this segment, I want to talk about socializing your values, and I want to give you your challenge for this week. Remember my story about John and how he introduced himself to the group with his five core values? Well, that was a structure that I used to help people socialize their values, and this is a really important second step when you do the work to define your values. The first step is to define what they are, but the second step is to share what they are with others. If you don't share your values with others or create a good structure to remind yourself of what they are, then you're really missing out. It's like doing all the work to learn a new language like Spanish, but then never actually speaking it. It's kind of a waste. So I do actually quite a few things to socialize my values, and I'm happy to share them with you because it might inspire you to come up with your own way. The first thing I do is I actually have all my core values posted on my website, a very public place. So in my about me section, there they are for everyone to see and I get to model the behavior that I want. Second, when I send out my bio or my CV off to a corporate client, my core values are always listed in there right along with my experience. 
The third thing I do is in my retreat brochures where I always give people a bio about who I am so that they can know what to expect from spending an entire week with me, I list my five core values there. And lastly, some people like to wear their heart on their sleeve. I actually wear my values around my neck, literally. I have a chain that I wear every day and it has five charms on it. And each of the five charms represents one of my core values. So there's a couple of things that I do to socialize and remember what my core values are. What do you wanna do? How do you wanna express this to people? How will you be brave? And this is a great segue to talk to you about your challenge for this week. At the top of the episode, I said I was gonna challenge you to do something. Are you ready? So here it is. Can you take a guess what I'm gonna challenge you to do? I want you to head over to my Facebook page and I want you to post your five core values. That's it. You don't have to explain them. You don't have to write details about them or do the whole value story. I just need you to go in and paste what they are. Just list them one to five. What do you think? Are you excited about this challenge? Or is it leaving you a little bit breathless and nervous? Do you feel scared? Good. This is exactly where I want you to be. Because when we're nervous about doing something, it means we are on the cusp of growth. So go ahead, head over to my Facebook page, forward slash The Corporate Yogi, and paste your five core values. I double dog dare you. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode. I hope that you invest the time in getting to know who you are, because I think you're pretty amazing. And it will definitely give you an edge as an entrepreneur. And a quick reminder that the early bird registration, the super cheap registration for Thrive, ends this week, January 31st. Now, Thrive Retreat is a whole life checkup that I'm hosting in Mexico, May 14th to 21st, and it's about half booked already. So Thrive is not the kind of retreat where you have a chilled, easy-peasy beach vacation where you binge drink all day and eat junk food. No. Thrive is a whole life checkup, and it's the right retreat for you if you enjoy talking about your values like we did today, or if you're ready to do the deep inner work to really learn who you are, if you believe in honoring your body with healthy food, a little sunshine, yoga and meditation every day if you're ready to invest this time into figuring out who you are and you want to have a lot of fun with me simply head over to my website thecorporateyogi.com slash retreats all the info about thrive is there and you can book a free consult with me and i'll answer any questions that you have so head over to thecorporateyogi.com slash retreats Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.